0: Ephesians 3.10 says, To the intent, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, that's very important, by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. And I'm going to read the amplified to you now. The purpose is that through the church... The complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, principalities, and powers in the heavenly spheres. So God wants to make known himself, hallelujah, and his wisdom through the church. In one version, so in the King James it said manifold. In the Amplified it said many facets. no, it said What? numerable, uh, innumerable aspects or something to that effect. And in some other version, I can't find which one it is, but I know I've read it, it says multifaceted wisdom of God. The multifaceted wisdom of God. And so we're, I, we're I want to show you about praying some things that you may not have ever prayed before. And uh, sometimes, we, if, we, if we get honest, as Christians, we pray to a God that we do not know. Not that we don't know him like that we're saved. I don't mean we're not saved. I mean we just don't really know a lot about him. And, um, and then a lot of times we also pray in a place that we don't understand. Because we know we've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. And we know also we've read that. And we also know that we are to come boldly into the throne room of grace. But it's like when we, we really like don't, when we read that scripture, it's in Hebrews where it says, Come boldly therefore into the throne room of grace that you might obtain mercy and help in time of need. We, it seems like we put the emphasis on coming to the place of grace. Instead of, and we very we don't even pay attention of to the part where it says throne room. Come boldly to the throne room that we're to go into the throne room. So sometimes we're praying in a place where we don't know we don't know anything about it. We don't hardly know anything about it. Maybe you're like me and you you have an imagination of what, uh, and this is how I was. Uh, I kind of had an imagination of what the throne room might be. And I think I mentioned on Sunday morning one time that I always thought that the throne of God would be a gold throne like you would, and you know, see a king on. And then um, as I began to do some of the things I'm going to tell you about tonight, I I found out that the throne is not gold. God's throne is not gold, but it's actually uh, made out of sapphire, I believe I told you, sapphire. And so... um, Hallelujah. So many times we're praying to a God we don't really know, don't know a lot about him, and we're praying to in a place that we don't know much about, and, and, and the, we don't, that we, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, we, a lot of times as Christians, we've left God up to our imaginations, and a lot of people, if you went out on the street, you could, uh, you could find out a lot of people have a lot of imaginations, and that's all it is about God and who he is, and... Uh, A lot of times the throne room, we compare that to something we've either seen on TV in some prince's movie or something where there's a king and there's a throne or we compare it to some fairy tale book that we've read read, that there's a king and there's a throne. Versus having revelation. Because in the Bible, God has left us information. He's left us information in His Word. And as we make the Word of God our foundation, then more things can be opened to us by revelation. In the Word of God, God tells us He is not who we think He is. Don't you believe that most people... Maybe not us so much, but if you've been in this church very long, but even us, maybe we don't have a lot of revelation on really who God is and what He's like and what He looks like. And, and, uh, uh, but, you know, the Bible tells us who God is, and, it's, and He is who He says He is. He's not who we think He is. He's who He says He is. And that's important that we get that. The Bible is a true representation of God. And very few people have a true representation of God. If they had a true representation of Him without any deception of the devil, they, everybody would want God. Amen. Uh, so we need to learn to know God through His self-revelation. He revealed Himself to us. And we can do that by praying the visions of God that are in the Bible. And when I talk about praying the visions of God, I'm meaning I'm talking about taking the Word of God and beginning to speak it out loud, read it. So read it out loud and build a foundation in our heart of who God is. Just like we've built a foundation for healing in our heart and other things, we can build this foundation of who God is in our heart. So I could ask the question of you tonight, I don't want you to raise your hand, but how many of you could say, I know the location of four of the many sightings of God in the Bible. And I don't think most of us could have said, uh, you might could find one sighting of God, but most of us wouldn't know all the places in God. And I have given you a list tonight of the ten places in the Bible. There might be more than that, but at least ten places that... um, where uh God is gives a description of himself, um, and a lot of people are just unaware of the fact that the Bible gives us a vision of God, and you know we kinda uh have have had the mentality maybe in the past that really you weren't really supposed to know you were it was supposed to be all faith. And not really knowing a lot, and you weren't, and that was just something that God was holding back. When we got to heaven, we'd get to see Jesus, we'd get to see God, and uh, but you weren't supposed to know. But God has revealed more of Himself in the Word than we have, than we have taken hold of. So, um, in these theophanies that I gave you, and the, theophany means this: theos, which is God, and phaino. It's two words put together. Phaino means to appear or show. To appear or show. So there's ten theophanies or ten places in the Bible where God appeared or showed himself. Hallelujah. And so we can begin tonight, and I hope that you will begin to do this, because I, really, it's, I, I always tell you what's on my heart and what God's doing in my life. And about the first of August, God started dealing with me on this and doing this in my life. And it's really changed my life. As I began to speak these things out, among some other things, I've just uh, always believed in praying the word. Brother Hagin taught us many long years ago that praying without the Bible was like praying in the dark. In other words, we were supposed to pray the word, not pray the problem. And, uh, but, uh, and so we've always prayed uh, Ephesians prayers, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3. Brother Hagin taught us that, and then we know we've taught you. And 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 But there are also A bunch more apostolic prayers And so I've just been kind of Beefing up on praying The apostolic prayers And then I believe there's eight prayers That Jesus prayed How many think it'd be good to pray The prayers that Jesus prayed And then there's uh, the prayers of uh, the prophets there's the, there's the prayers the prophets paid, prayed One of them being the prayer of Jabez Remember that was real popular a few years ago That's one of the prayers of the prophets And so there's all these prayers in the bible are these visions in the bible that we can pray and declare what it does is builds a foundation in our heart and that we're all about found foundations aren't we um uh, how many of you want to see the spirit realm i mean i do i really do how many of you want god to show you things in the spirit Hallelujah. Well, I tell you, and this is part of the key, what I'm giving you tonight, because when you want those things from God, visions of heaven and visions of God and visions, you always have to start with a right foundation. You cannot start with just an imagination. And the reason for that is, is because God will never build on a wrong foundation. He will not build on no foundation, and he will not build on a wrong foundation. And the reason, because, in other words, like, just think about this. If somebody believes tongues are of the devil, God cannot build on that because it's completely false. And so that person will never grow in that area because the foundation's wrong. Or if they were taught that healing passed away, that's a wrong foundation, and God will not build on that foundation, because He cannot, He, he that He cannot build on it. It's false. It, he, there's nothing until the foundation is changed. He cannot teach that person any more about healing, and so therefore, that's why we have a lot of people that don't grow in the body of Christ. Because the foundation's not right, and he can't build on a wrong foundation. And he won't build on no foundation. In other words, if you just have an imagination of, you know, just something you made up or read in a book or, you know, of who God, who you think God is, he's not going to build on that. He will not reveal himself further because that's a wrong foundation. So until we lay the foundation in our hearts in the Word of God uh, for healing and tongues and those things we've talked about, but also until we lay the foundation in our hearts of who God is. What is He like according to the Word, not according to what we think? You know, then He's not going to reveal more of Himself to us because He cannot he cannot bless that. He cannot... He, he, You've got to start right. And so as we build ourselves a foundation in the Word of God of who God is, we get it in our hearts. Hallelujah. Then He begins to reveal Himself to us. And we will see visions of heaven. And we will see visions. We will see in the spirit realm much more than we do as we build on our foundation on the Word of God. And even if God just didn't show us more, which he will. He always wants to. Then at least when we pray, we will see the spirit realm. We will see the throne. When we go into the throne room of grace, boldly, to obtain help in time of need, we will see the throne as it has been revealed in his word. We'll see it in our heart. And and this is the place that, that you will come to and... Uh, it's when, when you close your eyes, it's just like that. You know, uh, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And you can get to the place where you have built such a foundation in your heart of who God is and what the throne room is like that you can close your eyes and see it. You're just like, in the Spirit, you can see it. You can just close your eyes and, and, and it's just there. It's just there because it's a very, there's just a very small separation between the natural realm and the spirit realm. You know, I, I know as a little girl and it's hard to get these images and imaginations out of your mind. But as a little girl, it's like we're here and heaven is way up there, way far away. did y'all have that as a child that heaven is just so way far away but the truth is the spirit realm is just right there hallelujah and so when we familiarize ourselves and we get away from those imaginations and we get the word of God built in our heart then when we close our eyes we're there we're in the spirit it's not something that you have. You know, a lot of times we get the feeling or the imagination or the that we if you know if you prayed about three hours and you really got it all worked up and some kind of cloud came in the house, then you might be in the spirit. But no, you know that's not how God intended it for it to be. And as we lay this foundation of who God is in our hearts, and I hey I, this is deep stuff. This is meat for the mature. You can't teach this down at First Church tonight. Because this is, this is not, you know, hallelujah. So I know you're, you can take this though. So as we lay this foundation, God will become close and personal to us. Very close, very personal. And our faith, this is what's happened to me right here. Our faith in the almighty, all-powerful God, that faith will become even stronger. As you meditate on who God is, then all of a sudden, when you're reading in the scripture and it says, all things are possible to him that believeth. It's like, that's not hard. Because, and you know, it's just like, oh my, because I've been meditating on this glory and this power and this hallelujah, I've I've been putting this in my heart, well, it's changing things. Um we can get to know the sights the sounds and the smells of heaven and we can come to the place and i'm not there yet but i want to be where we will be as familiar with heaven as we are with our earth home but i've started i hadn't i hadn't got there completely but i left I hadn't arrived, but I left. I've started, because last year, God started this in me about a year and a half ago when he showed me one morning in prayer. All of a sudden, I saw, I didn't see all, but I saw parts of my heavenly home. And I shared that with you. And I saw a porch, and I saw, I knew there were some of our relatives there. And I saw that pastor and I, across the street from our home, we had a church. Because you know we're going to go to church in heaven. Hallelujah. And it's not just, I, 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 from that I gathered, and you know, I can't prove this with Bible, but this is what I believe I saw, was that it's not just one huge church with thousands upon ten thousands upon ten thousands and millions and billions of people in one church, but that there were literally churches, hallelujah, praise God. And, uh, and it, was, it, was, uh, it was awesome, the church. The church was all and teaching teaching was going on and the god hallelujah and jesus came and visited and hallelujah and praise god this church was kind of indoors but the back end of it where the pulpit was out and there you could it was just like nature was just right there in the church and everything and glory it was just beautiful and uh hallelujah and then one other time a few couple of months after that, the Lord showed me some more about heaven. And then one time, he showed me this fountain filled with blood. That wasn't at my house. <laughs> but I was like, oh, a, a, that's a fountain, and there's blood in it. And then I remembered, there's a fountain filled with his blood. I rem- we sing about that, but then we don't really think those things we them. Don't y'all, didn't y'all used to sing an old hymn called, There is a fountain filled with blood. And I saw this fountain filled with blood, and I didn't even understand it, at first and then all of a sudden, "Oh, OK. And see, as we begin to meditate these things, God will open up things to us. And a lot of times we've, like we, like I said before, he we've thought, well, that's all just reserved for heaven. But God wants to show us heaven now. He wants to show us things because you know what it brings? It brings tremendous hope, tremendous comfort, tremendous joy to overcome the things that we have to overcome in this life because we know that there's something better over on the other side. It takes all the dread or fear of death out and it takes all the fantasy out of, you know, we're just going to sit on a little cloud and play a harp all day and hallelujah and be chubby little angels. You know, I have these little gold angels in my house and Andrew calls them babies. They're babies to him. But you know, and he's little, but it's amazing. A lot of adults just think all angels are just little baby cherubs, you know, with cute little butts and cute little wings and... (laughs) You know, with a with a a arrow and bow in their hand, shooting out little darts of love to people. But angels, and you know, <coughs> God wants to. God's not no respecter of persons, and I didn't do anything special to. And so He wants to open these things up to us, but He opens them to them to us as we have a foundation in His Word. And then, also, we have to be careful when he shows us things and only share them when he he has lets us share them. You know Paul said there's some things I can't even utter right now, and I tell you i've seen some things I can't utter right now, but i but someday god will uh, will let me maybe um, <clears throat> so um as we pray the revelations of the Bible out loud to God. And if we do it a bunch of times, I mean, you're not going to get this stuff doing it one time. But as you just build this like a hundred times or something like that, then you, you will see God. You'll see him. And it's so important in every kind of prayer that we don't just pray, but that we focus our attention on God when we pray. That is a central important truth to prayer is when you pray, focus on God. Focus on who you're talking to. I don't like my husband. I wouldn't like it if he's uh, talking to me, but he's looking at the TV. Or we went when we were on vacation. I don't normally do this, but we ate at a Quiznos one night. And I had their little local paper out, and I'm reading the paper. I'm looking at that local paper. The lady next to me got on to me and said, You are not supposed to read the paper when you eat. That's what men do. That's what she, that's what she got on. I, no, he wasn't reading I don't know why I did it. I was just curious of what was going on in the mountains, you know. But he, that lady got on to me. Oh, hallelujah. Reckon that was God talking So do you have your paper there with the theophanies? We're not going to go over all of them tonight. We're just going to look at some of them. So uh, let's go down to the, let's do the ones in Revelation and do them together. Turn to Revelation chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. And you know, when you do them yourself, you do it how you feel, but I like to say something to the lord before i start and just say lord build these in my heart and lord i just thank you for your word and how it reveals jesus to us and and so just thank you lord for building this in me so let's read this out loud together we're going to go revelation 1 9 through 18 okay and read it together out loud okay ready read I John who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the Word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying I am Alpha and Omega the first and the last and what Thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the son of God, man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Hallelujah. Was that it? Hallelujah. That was it, wasn't it? Okay. Turn to Revelation 4. And we're going to read 1 through 11. And, you know, let your heart, let your focus your heart. Focus your heart and keep your mind. Bring your mind back all the time. When your mind goes straying, wandering over and thinking about things. My mind tried to stray and start thinking about something right then. But like, no, you're going to come back in here and you're going to let your heart and your mind focus on Jesus and see these things with your heart. Revelation four, verse one, ready read. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass likened to crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And as you do this and you say these things over and over, don't worry if you don't understand about the beast. I don't understand about the beast. But God will reveal more to us as He wants us to know more. But we will, but we build these truths into us about who He is. Uh, Revelation 19 11 through 16. Ready, read. And I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of kings and Lord of lords Glory to God, praise the Lord Thank you Jesus, let's just worship him a minute Oh we praise you Lord God Praise you, thank you Lord Lord, imprint us with your word, O oh God. Change our hearts, O oh Lord. Fill us, Lord God, with revelation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for preparing us to see Jesus uh, when he comes, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory. I remember... Brother Hagin would always say a lot of Christians wouldn't know God if he walked down the street with a red hat on. Well, I guarantee you, if you met on these, med- meditate on these scriptures, you will know God. And when he walks down the street with a red hat on, you will know him. Hallelujah. With or without a red hat, you will know him. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So I wanted to give you this list. and So I just want to encourage you. What I'm doing, and I mean, you do what you feel led, but I, I just believe that, you know, Knowing God is more important than a lot of things we could do in our devotional time. So I'm taking one a day, one passage, like visions of God, Yahweh and the Ten Commandments. Show me your glory, eyes and wings, so forth. One a day. And the one, one of my favorites is the Ancient of Days. I love the Ancient of Days. Hallelujah. Let's... Uh, Let's pray for a few minutes. Y'all come up around the altar. Let's dim the lights and hallelujah. Give us some music, Barry. And let's just, let's just pray out the plans. Pray, uh, that God's will be done. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we pray in tongues, we pray things out of our life and we pray things that God wants in our lives into our lives. Hallelujah. And, uh, Praise God, and we'll also pray about our uh, our special meetings coming up in November. So let's just pray for a m- few minutes. Oh, we praise you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord Jesus.